Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado on another rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis and hemp through the eyes of the entrepreneurs who are creating massive change in this rapidly growing industry. As you know, it is our mission to empower you with the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make educated decisions about how you want to participate in this incredible industry or otherwise use these products to transform the way that you feel and function every single day. If you're someone who's looking for products that you can trust, shoot us, uh, check us out at medicalsecrets.com for some of our favorite picks. And if you're a business owner or budding entrepreneur in the space and you want to share your story with us, shoot me an email. I'd love to get to know you better. Sonia at medicalsecrets.com and I'll look forward to connecting with you. Today, you guys, I am so super excited. Let's just take a nice deep breath and get ready to welcome yet another lady boss, a super fox in the cannabis and hemp space, former beauty editor, now creative digital agency owner, CBD advisor, and consultant, Evie Phillips, opened her curated CBD wellness experience, the CBD Beauty Corner, within the Salon Project by Joel Warren's NYC location at Saks Fifth Avenue in May of 2019. Her and her agency had quietly worked in the cannabis and CBD space since 2016. And when approached by celebrity beauty expert and salon owner, Joel Warren, she saw the opportunity to create and highlight an elevated CBD wellness retail experience seated in cannabis education. A girl after my own heart, Please help me welcome my lady boss friend, Evie Phillips. How's it going, Evie? Going good, Sonia. Going good. Staying calm amidst my hashtag quarantine and chill and my ongoing daily wellness routine with CBD. So I'm good. I'm I'm in a great spot. How are you doing, Sonia? I'm doing good. I'm surviving and thriving. Mother of four, aka trapped in a box with the crazy banshees. But here we are making it happen, <laughs> feeling fabulous, looking fabulous. Which, by the way, take note at the uh, nail and hair situation happening and hashtag red lip loving it. <laughs> you rock. You know, when you're amidst. Uh, you know, the salon life and all of that and coming from a beauty background, as long as your hair's on point, your nails are dead with a good lip, you're, you're winning. You're winning, winning for the day. Yes. Hashtag quarantine winning. Love it. Um, <laughs> so little, little does anyone really know, but I actually started my I'm an adult life as a hairdresser with the Paul Mitchell organization and oh, wow. as a hairdresser and an African-American hair care specialist, so a curly hair specialist for like, I don't know, six years or something and a little more. And um, absolutely love the industry. I love the whole aspect of confidence, the instant gratification that you get from a an amazing haircut or, you know, the, just the best experience at a salon. I'm all about that culture, which is why I was so excited to hear about your particular entry into this industry. I've done some pretty invasive research, but not everybody's had the pleasure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in the cannabis and hemp craze? Yeah, totally. So um, I've grown up an advocate as a whole uh, for cannabis as, and the medicinal side of the industry. And, um, you know, started our agency over a decade ago and really doing social media, influencer marketing, digital, helping individuals in beauty and fashion and entertainment, like really understand how to guide the customer journey through those tools. 
And in uh, 2016, you know, I had friends that were growers. I had friends that were working in the industry. Um, and in 2016, we were approached by a really rockin' brand based out of Portland, Oregon, Apollo Grown. And they kind of came to us and they were like, Hey, listen, we've been looking for a marketing company. Nobody will work with us because we're a cannabis company. Um, you know, no traditional marketing agency will work with us that has like any kind of clout. And I was like, well, I'm happy to work with you guys. Um, so kind of at that point became an ancillary marketing, uh, company to cannabis brands and really started to be able to give back on that side, I kind of feel, because so many of them were kind of coming to us with agency burn. They have like, you know, worked with someone that just didn't know their stuff and claimed to know their stuff. And, um, you know, we had gotten that before, but I saw it even more often on that side um, and really started cultivating relationships um, further business-wise uh, in the marketing field. And then, you know, of course, the whispers of CBD continued to pop in and pop out throughout that journey. Um, and then, you know, fast forward four years, well, about three and a half years later, um, you know, I became within that period of time, I became the advisor to a couple CBD brands, helping them with packaging, marketing, um, you know, manufacturing, the whole nine. And then when Joel sort of approached us to do all of his digital, he was like, well, I, I kind of want to do something in CBD, and but I don't really know where to start. And I was like, Bill, we got you. Let me lead this. You know, we can own this and really run it for you. Um, and really kind of turned into sort of like a full-blown lead project by us that lives within the salon project. But we've been able to, you know, game press for the salon project and the CBD beauty corner and get some real exposure on that side. Um, we, our agency had previously done a lot of pop-up shops um, at the start of everything. And that was really back when even sustainability in fashion and beauty was sort of like this new space. Um, and we were providing sustainable fashion and beauty uh, brands and opportunities in our annual charity pop-up to come in, sell, and kind of do like a marketplace and the whole jam. So when this rolled around and CBE finally being able to really have a showcase spotlight moment, um, we used that same model. Um, being able to have uh, an opportunity to curate and vet because as you know, like that's just so important to know your source, uh, to be going through brand COAs and all these sorts of things and their ingredients and formulations prior uh, to bringing them really into any store and specifically into the CBD beauty corner um, and really being able to curate uh, the best in the business, emerging and established. Um, and our corner really beyond the sales opportunity, it's very much so marketing for brand alignment, um, access to influencers, access to that consulting piece that we provide on the back end. Um, so it's been beautiful, dude. I'm so blessed, so honored. Um, I think that something that I noticed in cannabis is, you know, it was very male dominated. And when CBD wellness and beauty like really came out to have its moment, there's so many amazing women founders and like, there's just, there's nothing like that for me and nothing that's more rewarding than being able to pour into fellow women founders um, and really help them scale, help them market the whole jam. Man, so good. I'm like over here bathing and basking in, <laughs> in the perfection of it all. Um, I miss the salon environment sometimes so much so that like I, <laughs> I sometimes still do. <clears throat> I still have my clients of 10 years who will like literally fly to me. Wow. 
backyard and get their hair done. And I unfortunately was not able to integrate cannabis or CBD into the salon environment, although I would have loved to, um, you know, when I was the working stylist. So tell me a little bit about the structure and the model. You guys do pop-ups inside of the salon. Walk me through, like, if I was a client, what my experience would be like. Yeah. So basically, there's a whole application process that we uh, take every brand through, um, really understanding what SKUs they have, uh, again, asking for COAs and going through all of that, um, and then making sure that we're not... um, While we carry a variety of tinctures, while we carry a variety of topicals and beauty products, we do our best to really go deep into that ingredient side and formulation side so that we're not cannibalizing brands within the corner. Um, and then once approved, we give you dedicated shelf placement. Uh, within the beauty corner, we have what we call our CBD savants that actually are our sales reps and really get a one-on-one training with every brand that comes on so that they're highly versed in the brand, selling points, buzzwords, founder story, all the all the good stuff. Um, and then um, you're also able to throw a branded event in salon uh, throughout. Uh, we do a, a six month um, a six month dedication to the corner. Um, so you can throw a branded event in which we support you know with graphics, with um, our e newsletter list, which is about. 1,500, 2,000 people uh, in the New York City area and being able to help promote and bring those individuals in. And then we have influencers that actually visit the corner monthly and that we reach out to directly to send them uh, gift packages for unboxing on Instagrams and things like that. Um, you know, with sort of the change in, um, in our current environment. Uh, we are really uh, turning a lot of this into digital and virtual experiences and providing a lot more one-on-one consulting with the brands directly, even for their brands. Um, yes, we have some really awesome things that go on within the CBD Beauty Corner at Saks Avenue and in the salon. Um, but we understand that with the changing environment now, we do really want to focus on how we can take that experience and and digitalize it, right? Um, I think something that's also really beautiful about the in-salon experience is that we get a lot of time with these clients, you know? Um, so our CBD savants, they're really able to build a relationship with the clients. Um, you know, East Coast, West Coast market is so different, right? It's like West Coasters are super versed. They really know what's up. Whereas East Coast, you know, they're still kind of working into it. And so what we did to kind of elevate our process in Salon is we created a questionnaire that we take each client through, um, understanding what their education level of CBD is, what products they're looking for, you know, what, um, what do they want assistance with, whether that's pain, anxiety, uh, skin issues, etc., and once they've filled that out, we, uh, our sales rep actually curates uh, a collection of products and serves it to them on a golden platter. Literally, the platter is golden. Um, so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really served on a golden platter. Um, so, you know, we want to know how to also continue digitalizing that even within our e-com. Um, but the salon setting's so great because as you know, I mean, take for instance, like getting your hair shampooed. First of all, salon project, best shampoo you've ever had in your life. It's magical. It is therapeutic in all the ways. Um, but we also have a CBD menu where, you know, for instance, we can take a topical like a Kiss Canoe Skin Rub or a Mary's Nutritional Muscle Freeze. And we can kind of apply a little bit to like their shoulders or their neck before they go into the shampoo bowl or after. Um, so there's many services and applications that are able to happen in salon that allow them to sample the product and really begin getting familiarized with CBD, whether they purchase or not as an industry, you know, um, collective coming together to push 
push that education piece and that experience piece forward is really where our heart is at um, as a whole. Oh, so good. I'm like over here dying. We used to call the shampoo sex in the sinky. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, let's go ahead and get some sex in the sinky. And we would do like aromatherapy massages and moisture treatments. And I'm like, I'm, I'm there right now. Like, I wish I was there. I used to love doing it so much. Um, well, that's incredible. And then with the agency work, marketing in restricted industries is not easy. You have your hands in two facets. You took advantage of a partnership opportunity as well as serving the industry as a whole. Um, not an easy challenge. What were some of the challenges that you face or that you do face right now offering these types of solutions to the restricted market of cannabis and hemp? Yeah, I mean... I've been working on the traditional digital marketing side and social and influencer side for over a decade now. Um, so I think that, you know, for instance, with cannabis, there's a lot of disclaimers that need to be mentioned in your posts when you're posting on socials. You have to be really mindful of that. You've got the age gates that need to be, you know, pretty much everywhere, whether it's just in your profile or it's actually on your website, um, trickle down to, um, you know, uh, the advertising paid ads and things like that. We've got some tricks of the trade, you know, some ways to get around things, um, and get creative with things. I think that influencers, um, from a brand awareness standpoint, um, is always a really great workaround as a whole. Um, and I think it's something that brands need to understand a little bit more, but there's a lot that goes into that too. You know, when you talk about new brands that are even coming into CBD and, and, and how many brands just continue to pop up, um, you know, there, there's, there's so many different, you know, check marks that you need to go through from, you know, Yes, great formulations. Yes, understanding that there can be medical claims made on your packaging, you know, but you should also have really great packaging, right? Um, you also need to take into consideration, you know, wonderful content creation and understanding how to do that or build out a feed um, and realize that people still aren't educated. So if you're just posting products all the time, and you're like, yay, I'm going to get a lot of sales. It's like, Dude, you really have to educate the consumer like a lot still. Um, and so, you know, when you take influencer marketing being a strength and being something that's easily leveraged to some degree, um, and a lot of influencers are actually very interested in CBD, um, influencers also go to Instagram pages and websites. They're looking at all that too because they're just as much about the brands that they're aligning with. Um, so, you know, on the, on the restriction side, it's, it's, it's being conscious and, and knowing, you know, the, the ins and outs and being consistent about that, you know, and making sure that whoever's running your social media or building your website, you know, if they're not in the industry, then you either need to educate them or you need to bring someone in that sets a foundational strategy and workflow and process that they stay with consistently. Um, and also understanding that there's a lot of facets to building a great brand. Um, it's not just making a great product, you know, I mean, I wish it was that easy, but it's not. I mean, you see plenty of, and we won't name names, but there's plenty of, you know, <laughs> crap CBD products out there that they've done a really amazing job with branding and marketing. And like, they're getting you know, they're getting lots of sales or they're, you're seeing it in the hands of every influencer and, you know, um, smaller brands, medium-sized brands need to know that they can have access to that too, but it is a formula, you know? Um, and there is a really specific, you know, foundational strategy that they need. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where we're at today. You know, I think 
I, I, um, I really appreciate how you're kind of breaking that down because it's not just a one size fits all. Number one, number two, education and experience are two very different things that have to work in tandem with one another. You have to have an educated person who's capable of executing specific tasks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that same person understands the strategy or the loopholes that we have to be, you know, utilized in order to navigate your way through this whole thing. Being one of the largest influencers in this space, I represent over a million followers. My content has reached over uh, somewhere between two and 300 million people in the last three years. Um, I'm organically reaching 500,000 people without even having to do a video or anything like that's just with meme postings. I'm reached. That's my average reach. And, you know, we have a really significant following. And I'll tell you right now, I've been prospected by companies of all different sizes, of all different shapes, all different qualities. And I cannot advise this strong enough. People do not buy products, they buy people. They want to know and identify with who the product is for. They want to be able to understand who are the people behind the products and what kind of company or brand are you building? I always ask... I always ask, like, what is your social efficacy plan? How are you contributing back to your community? You know, what are the things that you are implementing to be considered a sustainable company? Like, there's core values to each one of these influencers that are going to allow you to connect and collaborate with them. You can't just throw products expecting that, oh, great, another free product or PR sample box is going to come to me and I'm going to do something with it. Like, it's just not the case. You really have to be passionate about your story and be powerful with your story and the way that you construct who you are, what you guys have, what you do, and more importantly, how and why you do what you do the way that you do it. That can be your product, that can be your service, but just as an influencer to offer some perspective to the brands, just because we have an audience doesn't mean that we want to share your your stuff with them, first of all. And second of all, it has to be more than... Uh, your product has to have more than just a formula in a bottle. There has to be some meat to the skeleton. At the end of the day, totally. that's going to be the thing that keeps you relevant in an industry is that there's meat behind it. Trends change with the season. CBD is is one season in this trend. There's going to be 138 other seasons. So you have to be ready and everything around your product, the story, the, you know, the social responsibility that you're building into your company, the why that's powering your business is ultimately going to prove to be more important than any one of your products, which could very quickly become a discounted or discontinued um, product if it does not hit or mesh with the season that we are in. So that is just some advice direct from an influencer in this space. And I highly recommend that you get yourself... If one of the key investments that you make in your business when it comes to marketing is to make sure that there is either consulting in-house or to bring in a separate consultant so that your team is not wasting time and money trying to figure it out on your dime. Yep. And I think something just to touch on that too is, you know, um, as a consultant and, 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 and fellow expert in the industry as well, an influencer on that side, it's so many times it's like, um, you know, we've been approached by big, well-known brands and then the, the smallest little startup brands to be in the CBD beauty corner or just in general. Right. And like for us, it's like you said, like, Efficacy is a huge thing. Brand founder story, your why, and then the marketing and the packaging, you know, those are all important facets. It's a threefold thing. And the other thing to just piggyback off what you were saying is, you know, a lot of times people are like, you know, with a consultant or bringing a professional in, even if it's for a month, two months, you don't have to have a consultant for four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. the thing is, they come in and it's and it's sometimes it's happening. They're like, "Well, it's just I, I right now I just I can't do this right now. I'm like pouring all my money into developing formulations. I'm pouring all my money into this. I'm pouring all my money into that, dude. If you don't have 
an expert to give you a foundational strategy and guide those initial points to build a brand, all the money you're pouring into formulations, all the money you're pouring into products, it won't, you, you will have wasted your time and your money. Um, and it's so important to have someone that's been in the game for several years that knows what the heck they're talking about because it's a lot more expensive to hire an amateur than it is to hire a professional like long-term. When you're talking about long-term and, and money and time invested. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's so true. Oh man, I was just saying this in another one of my episodes. Whew, it's such it's such important uh, information, guys, and I literally cannot emphasize this enough. If there are three things that you're going to invest in, or that you should consider investing in, especially as you're getting started, or as you're getting the confidence to start investing uh, um, aggressively into marketing. Number one is you want your legal to be on like on point. Don't skimp on yeah. legal. I know that it's an intimidating number to look at, you know, three, five, ten thousand dollars at a time, but just cut the check and cut the bullshit. Like you need to have your legal team ready to go to bat for you, highly educated and experienced in the industry and in the area or facet of the industry that you want to be involved in. Second, is accounting. If there's two people that are ever going to go to bat for you in this industry, it's going to be your accountant and your legal team. And then finally is your mentorship, consulting slash marketing. I can guarantee you right now that having a consultant or a coach on board with you for a minimum of three months in your first year of business is going to save you seven figures at the end of the at the end of the day. Not kidding. Multiple six or seven figures. The mistakes that can be made, little tiny nuanced mistake. Every time you have to submit an application or make an amendment to an application or any one of these ridiculous things that you have to provide to get licensed and then even get to a place where you can start to advertise your business and build your brand so super important and to have somebody to help you navigate through those steps like how smart um for your partner in the salon to invest into you guys and let you guys just sort of head the project there rather than trying to do something outside of his wheelhouse yeah 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 no it it was and that was the whole thing i looked at everything and i was like listen it makes much more sense for us to just leave this because what you're about to go down, this this rabbit hole you're about to go down, you, you know, there's not enough education there on your side to even be able to handle that, you know. Um, and I meant that in all respect, and 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 he understood, you know. Those are that's it. Listen, smart smart business people, smart founders, smart entrepreneurs take a step back and realize when they're not an expert at something and take the ego out of it. And they're like, you know what? I don't want to be the jack of all trades. I'm good. I'm going to stay in my wheelhouse. I'm going to kill it right here. And I'm going to hire out the individuals that I need to conquer these other, you know, staples that I need in my business to make it successful. Um, and I even listen. I, I'm speaking from experience too. It's not like I've been an entrepreneur and I have worked for myself my entire life. Um, and I had to learn on my own dime. I had to learn from my own mistakes, you know. Um, so I'm talking from experience, not just like spewing out, you know, just you know whatever advice that I've read off a recent LinkedIn post. You know, like <laughs> this is real life experience. Um, and real life money loss, heartache, and all these other things that come with the high highs and the low lows of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, and being a founder. Um, so yeah, I I agree with you. If you can, and, and listen, I think the other thing to note as well on that side of like the three most important people that you can have: your legal, your accountant, your consultant. There are so many you know, individuals out there like 
yourself, Sonia, myself, that have referrals, that have individuals that are already working with us that, you know, are trusted, mm-hmm. you know, we can vouch for them um, and understand where we're at in the industry that, you know, a lot of times there is, you know, some workaround moments regarding pricing and things of that nature. I mean, it's not free, obviously, but like, it's worth its weight in gold to have those three pillars and foundation of consultants and individuals on your team for sure. Yeah, definitely. I would have to agree. And one of the, one of the things that, um, one of the things that I'm watching really super carefully right now is how this whole COVID, um, this whole COVID industry is, you know, it's kind of kind of transforming the way that we are thinking about and talking about cannabis. We are now labor, labeled an essential business, cannabis and hemp, and uh, certainly cannabis. There's multiple states releasing, you know, uh, um, statements stating and allowing us to remain in business. Um, we are also seeing a massive stimulation of traffic um, control happening on the internet around the subject of holistic and natural health, including cannabis yeah. and CBD. Talk to me a little bit about the landscape and for and let's direct this a little bit towards the entrepreneur who owns a business who perhaps has been operating primarily brick and mortar, but is now needing to pivot online and may be a little bit scared or skeptical to um, to allocate the resources in such quote unquote uncertain times. But there truly is a massive opportunity here. So, what would be one or two key pieces of advice or considerations that you would? offer that um, entrepreneur so that they could make a more uh, empowered decision about what they're going to do next to navigate their way through? Yeah, I mean, this whole COVID thing is just changing the way that we work, we interact with humans. It's, uh, as you said, I think it's bringing to light how important e-commerce and direct-to-consumer is. And brands should always be focused on that because your margin's higher. But I get it. There are some upfront costs in order to build up traffic and things of that nature. Um, I think that understanding how to properly take the education piece and storytelling piece and showcase that through your website, through your social, um, through newsletters and blog posts, um, you know, content really still is king um, in so many regards, whether that's, you know, via blog post, via video, um, really understanding the channels that you want to focus on as well to funnel that traffic to your website. Um, and then you got to think about the experience, right? If you're normally in a brick and mortar store, you're interacting with customers, you're able to say hi immediately, right when they walk in the door, you know? Mm -hmm. There are messaging systems that allow you to do that immediately when you get on someone's website. Um, There are really wonderful CRM, customer relationship management platforms that are heightened in experience versus like a MailChimp, you know, Um, not to fully name drop, but like we're using a platform called SpringBot right now. And you know, yes, it's more expensive than MailChimp, but we switched because it's a huge time saver. It gives us all our analytics of our customers so that we can better understand who they are. Um, it's just a heightened, uh, a heightened experience for our customer. It's a heightened experience for my team on the back end to be better stewards of their time when they're going through the whole CRM sort of workflow. Um, So understanding the tools that really make sense to plug into your e-com to make it, you know, almost an identical or not identical, but a similar experience to what you are doing in store. You know, we're throwing a bunch of virtual events this month. Um, 
and, you know, hosting one with the herb stom and, and some other in- industry like advocates and insiders and things of that nature. Um, you know, and getting really, really innovative about who your brand is and, and how are you going to replicate that experience online like you were in store. And we live in a world of technology. So, you know, either do your research or, you know, we're, I, I'm finding that so many people don't know about these tools. We're probably going to start doing like some webinar stuff and, you know, just like, you know, literally giving people direct referrals to tools and things that we do and, and access to templates and the whole jam. Because listen, we don't succeed if our brands don't succeed. And we won't succeed if the industry as a whole doesn't succeed. So as much as I can even put myself in a position to help brands at whatever level of growth they are, we're looking at tools on how, how do I do that? How do we do that as an agency? You know, where we don't have to charge an astronomical monthly fee. Um, you know, and I, I, our fees clearly are, uh, I wouldn't say astronomical, but yes, we are a little bit on the higher end. I mean, we've been around for 10 years. We, we work with some really amazing brands in the industry. But I realized that those brands have a larger marketing budget than smaller brands that are either just dipping their toes in or they've been so focused on brick and mortar that they're like, oh dear God, I don't even know where to start. Like, you know, I've invested all my money into inventory and marketing to these distributors and hiring a a sales rep and doing all these things. What am I going to do today? My sales rep can't even go in to their local Saks, Dillard's, you know, dispensary, whatever, and talk to someone to get placement. What's the next move? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think those are some inventive ways um, to to be able to replicate that in-store experience on your e-com and 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 leverage the the beauty of technology. Please leverage the beauty of technology for Christ's sakes. Okay. Like (laughs) we're out here to make it. Yeah. And that's scary for some people. They're like, Oh my God, I'm just not tech savvy. It's like, well, you're going to have to figure it out. You know, here's my thing. And I'll tell you for everybody on here, like just gabbing with my girlfriend here, I am virtually tech-tarted. Take it from me when I say (laughs) when I started my online business and moved from my brick-and-mortar cannabis company into online publishing, I could hardly send an email to myself. Like, literally was tech-tarted. Still have not updated my Facebook app or my phone app. My, My husband literally has to bribe me with several items to get me to upgrade any of my technology ever because I'm like, what if it doesn't work? Like, it's so advanced. It's smarter than me at this point. Like, I can't, I can, I never feel like I can keep up. So he does all of the tech stuff and just makes sure that, you know, I'm a functional on here. So for those of you guys who are listening and having to navigate your way through the technological piece, number one, just do it. Like there's, there's no way around it. You're going to have to get comfortable. You're going to have to get motivated, get ambitious to reach more. Here, here's the thing that was the kicker for me. It's willing to learn. You have to be willing to learn a new skill set that will allow you to increase the impact that you're making with your offer. Whether it, the, the name of the game of business is being able to bring the most amount of value with the most amount of leverage into the marketplace so that the marketplace can reward you with money and, and engagement. The currency of the marketplace shows up in a couple of different ways. It's going to show you through engagement. It's going to throw, show you through response. And it's going to show you through um, people buying stuff from you, right? So when I was in my brick and mortar business, Sure, I could see you know a few hundred clients a week or a couple thousand clients a week um, or you know whatever. But at the end of the day, I was really limited between the number of hours that I had in the day to even be open on how many people that I could serve, and therefore there was a revenue cap on our business, 
right? Like you and marketing becomes more and more expensive um, when the competition is more fierce. The minute that I turned my time and attention towards developing my online infrastructure to give the same value and the same opportunity that I was in a brick and mortar space, my revenue and my impact, my income and my impact meter both grew exponentially in a very condensed period of time. So if you want to make a quantum leap in your business, I suggest that you grow a pair of cojones put the freaking money on the table and just go for it. Find the right marketing team to work with, um, but absolutely go for it and start to multicast your content. Tell your story. Share with the things that are unique about your business. Generate organic content. Find other people's platforms to be a part of. And you can start to get your stuff out there without doing too many things that are foreign to you. You're, if you are with the right marketing company, they're going to take over a lot of the technological headache anyways. And you can just focus on being the genius who started the company and wants to grow the business. Yeah. It's so true. I think I think being a founder a lot of times it's like I want it all my way, you know, and you want to be surrounded by a bunch of mini me's. But the reality is um, that first of all, it's not healthy for a business. I if I had a bunch of mini me's, oh my gosh, I think we'd get in a fist fight every day. Um, <laughs> You're all fighting yeah, yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm, I have no reason to want to smack myself in the face right now, but. The, the whole thing I think there is that at some point as a founder, as a brand owner, you really have to understand when to hand the reins over um, and when to delegate. And, and the beautiful thing with having a marketing agency or a consultant is if they're good, they're going to guide you through that process as well um, and, and, and work with you to understand you know a lot of foundational work that we do is workflow and process. We come into companies and they're just so unorganized. And it's like, oh dear God, you don't know where your assets live right now. Well, I've got like 15 folders. They're between Google Drive and Dropbox and Box and my iPhone. And it's like, okay, well, we got to start <laughs> there. Right? Like we're helping you run your social media and create all your content. Like we got to start there. Um but, you know, it, it is, it's really true that being able to digitalize everything, understand proper workflow process and, and take everything online, like, yeah, you're, again, your margin is always going to be higher. Um, your overhead is less and it should open up the doors for you to be able to bring in a marketing company, a consultant, an advisor, whatever the case may be. So. Um, you know, a lot of brands should be excited about that too. Um, because they need help. Everybody needs help. We constantly need help. All of us do, you know? Um, that's a beautiful thing. I'm excited. Yeah, such an exciting time. What is next for you guys amidst the COVID craze and all of the adjustments that you guys are doing? I know that you're bringing quite a few events online. How are you guys pivoting your business and how can we follow along? What websites, socials, so on and so forth can we be following along? Yeah, totally. Um, so on the agency side, a lot of the pivots for us are really going to come with one-on-one -on -one, uh, consulting webinars um, as well as breaking down our processes and kind of um, lifting the veil to what has been parts of our secret sauce over the course of the last 10 years. Um, so a lot of that will probably flow through my social media, uh, as well as, you know, you can check out our agency online. It's creeds, C-R-E-E-D-S, collective.com. Um, and then same for our Insta handle. And then my personal Instagram is just Evie, E-V-I-E underscore Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. Um, again, a lot of that flow of consulting and things will probably come through both channels, but a lot of working one-on-one -on -one with me and, and some of our senior strategists. Um, with the CBD Beauty Corner, we've got a ton of amazing events that are coming up. We're going to be doing giveaways. Um, as well as some educational panel events with the Shell founders uh, within our collective. 
and some influencers like the Herb Dom, uh, who's getting ready to launch her book, um, and uh, and some cool 420 stuff. Uh, but more so talking about THC's non-psychoactive sister, CBD. Um, so our interactive events, giveaways, and things like that will be uh, mostly showcased through our Instagram, which is cbdbeautycorner. Uh, cbdbeautycorner, pardon me. And then website and things, we've got some cool quarantine and chill kits coming out. Um, that are highly discounted because we just want everybody to chill out. Um, so we are making sure that we go ahead and lower those prices as much as we can just to get everybody some CBD into their hands. Um, and they can find those kits and, and all of our, our wonderful products on cbdbeautycorner.com. Amazing. For those of you guys who are tuning in, all of the social media handles as well as websites will be listed around this episode, along with a blog, um, which you should definitely read. All of our uh, show mentionables will be in there as well. Honorable mentions. There'll be tweetables all up in there. I highly suggest that you guys check it out just in case you missed anything along the way. And I invite you right now to take action and help us spread the good word. Every time that you guys like and share and tag people uh, in these posts and you like and share this type of content, you are quite literally helping us move the needle um, when it comes to global uh, legalization and safe access to the people um, and patients who want and need access to this incredible medicine. When you like and share this content, we are together transforming the way that we think about and talk about cannabis and hemp in our communities and in our families. So I invite you now to continue to help us be the change that we want to see in the world. Like and share this interview and make sure that you tag five people that you believe it will make a difference for. Um, when you guys, since you guys have been helping me share this content, we have been able to reach over 200 million people around the world with the truth about cannabis. And we are not done yet as there are over 7 billion people on this earth. We need to know the truth. Um, check us out at medicalsecrets.com if you're someone who's looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results that you're looking for. And if you are a budding entrepreneur in this space or a business owner that is trying to break through some brick walls and glass ceilings, we are here to help. Shoot us, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your story, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. And I will be looking forward to connecting with you. Evie, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I cannot wait to have a follow-up on our Boss Babe conversation. What are some final words that you have for our listeners today? Final words. Well, I think final words, honestly, in this time are just everyone needs to take a chill pill. Um, I know that the evolution of business, of personal life um, is, is changing you know, almost daily. Um, and I think right now, take in mind that this is a gift of time um, for everyone to really evaluate where they're at personally and professionally, do some proper self-care, some proper business evaluation, and prepare for what will be a very bright future. Worry changes absolutely nothing. So it's better to keep calm, carry on, and take a little CBD or cannabis, whatever tickles your fancy or both. Um, and it, it, it really is. This is a beautiful time to be an entrepreneur. It's times like these that open up the just floodgates of innovation and creativity. Oh my God. Such, I mean, that could not have been more perfectly said. I second and ditto all things just mentioned, guys. So get with the program and stay happy. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we are fully in charge as to how there's, you know, there's two choices that we have in a situation when faced with adversity. And I think that I'm slightly calloused at the stress 
that any any one of these <laughs> quote unquote uncertain times can bring. Because I've been in the cannabis industry for so long that my hide is literally chapped, y'all. So I may not be the best gauge, but I will tell you this from personal experience. You have two choices in life, and one is negative and one is positive. And let me and hear me out for a second. Number one. When faced with controversy or adversity or something that takes us out of our comfort zone or our realm of understanding, we have a choice to respond or to react. When you are a person in the ocean, which is much, much bigger and much, much stronger than you, and you find yourself caught in a riptide, that if you, if you try and fight which is a reaction against the riptide, the, you're going to eventually exhaust yourself and be swept out to sea. But if you choose to respond, which is a much more controlled approach to managing or dealing with the situation, you will find the ability to move yourself along the coastline out of the rip current and easily on to shore. The, the, the difference happens in a split second. And it's a mind shift that you have to allow yourself permission to take control of first yourself and your emotional response or reactivity to any one of these situations. Yes, we could be in an emergency. Yes, the sky could be falling. Absolutely, the potential of and for loss and biz, of business is already happening and you're having to make necessary adjustments. However, the same thing would be true virus or no virus. Circumstances themselves tend to be a virus. And we, because there is no quote unquote life-threatening illness attached to it or media hype, we tend not to see ourselves mm. so shook. But I want to just let you know that every single day we are faced with the adversity that could either prevent us from succeeding or push us into a position where we must prevail. And you have to decide what kind of leader are you? Are you the leader who's going to succumb and fall victim to the circumstance? Or are you the leader who's going to set the pace and draw the path for the folks that you are leading into the future? It's your choice. Both are true. And there's no such thing as a wrong answer. You just have to decide what you have the balls for. You can react and respond. And I, I suggest that you respond with eloquence, creativity, and get extremely ambitious and committed to the success that you set out to achieve in the first place. The day that you spent the first dollar to register your domain and to say, yes, I can, and yes, I will, that was the day that you took responsibility for building the business that you wanted to see a successful in the future. And there are people who are depending on you, whether they're your patients or your staff to make that come to fruition. So I encourage all of you to let you know that this too shall pass. It will be a new day. It will be a new modern day existence, but it will only be your choice to choose how you are going to exist within those confines. I'm your hostess with the most is Tony Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.